Matthew 7, verse number 28 is what we're going to read. Matthew 7, verse number 28. All right, the Bible says, And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here. Lord, thank you for the messages that we heard from these young men. Lord, I appreciate their um, time studying and, and finding something from you, Lord, to share with us. We thank you for that. God, please help this time, Lord. Um, we want to hear from you, God. These guys don't need to hear from me, but we all need to hear from you desperately, Lord. God, I pray you would do that. I pray you would give me the right words and thoughts and spirit to communicate this in a way that's pleasing to you, in a way that's under, understandable and helpful to us, and that will build us up, Lord, to be the Christians that you want us to be, Lord. God, we know it's difficult at times. There's challenges. But God, uh, like the word of God says, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I pray you would just please give each guy something today that they need. pray you give me what I need today through the message. And Lord, help us to hear your voice through the preaching and be more like you. We love you, Lord. pray you would bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Or you can be seated. Thank you for standing. So we are in the midst of a series called Preach Like Jesus, right? And guys, what we're talking about in this um, verse here, verse... So Jesus had just finished this message. So he preached uh, the Sermon on the Mount. It's called Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He finishes it at the end of verse 27. And then you have the people's reaction to him. So that's what's going on in verse 27 or 28 and 29 that we just read. They're reacting to what they just heard. What they said in verse 29, he says, For they taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Guys, what we're talking about is Jesus had some force to his preaching, some some fieriness. He preached hard. He preached firm. He preached strong. Guys, there was some some uh, confidence, some uh, certainty about what he said. He's saying this is truth, and this is the way we need to live. He wasn't he wasn't wishy washy on it. He wasn't soft on it. He wasn't saying you can just live however you want to. He's very direct and very strong in his preaching. And we've been talking about guys. There's an attack today against our style of preaching. People basically say, you need to tone it down. You need to back off. You need to, you know, kind of keep that to yourself. And uh, if you just want to, you know, gently talk to people, then you can do that. But there should be no force. There should be no fire to it. There should be no firmness to it. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Guys, because Jesus preached with authority. In another passage, it says his word is with power. So when Jesus preached it, it came out it came out hot. It came out strong. It came out direct. Jesus was preaching right to the core. He, he, he preached it right between the eyes, guys. He gave it to them right where they needed it. And guys, I think that's the way preaching should be. And I've told you guys before, people say, uh, you need to tone it down and you need to preach more like Jesus. Well, um, Jesus preached hard. So you may want to rethink that statement because a lot of people don't like hard preaching. You remember last week, I just want to hit this fast. I don't want to waste time with this. But guys, I think there's a difference between hard preaching, which is good, and harsh preaching. Harsh preaching, you are calling people out like by name or very, very close to it. You're embarrassing people. You're belittling people. You're talking down to people. You're, you're basically acting. Kevin, I don't want to be the kind of preacher where I act like I never have a struggle. Guys, I struggle every day. Honestly, it's not okay. I don't want to struggle. I'm not accepting of that. But I don't want to make it sound like, guys, I never have a hard time. But you, you know, I'm just being uh, uh, fanciful here, guys. But you idiots, you guys are terrible. No, that's talking down to people. That's harsh preaching. And I don't think we need that kind of stuff. As I said last week, that runs people off for the wrong reasons. 
If people leave, it needs to be because of the truth, not because we were nasty and smacking people around. But hard preaching is, guys, telling people exactly what the Word of God says and saying, we need to do this about it. Listen, hard preaching is not compromising. Hard preaching is not is not taking a step back and toning it down. It's giving it to them straight. It's giving them to giving it to them hard. But you know what? I need to I need to get something from preaching as much as you guys do today. So we're all on the receiving end of this. But hard preaching is good. Harsh preaching is not what we need. Um, but yeah, many don't like hard preaching. You wouldn't have liked Jesus preaching because Jesus preached it hard. And what we're talking about is preach like Jesus. Just to recap, we've covered two points of this so far. First one is the destination of sinners. You say, all right, then what did Jesus preach like? What was his style? Well, guys, first of all, he preached about the destination of sinners. Listen, he said if people die without accepting him, where do they end up? Hell. And guys, he preached on hell more than any other person in all of the Bible. So guys, that should tell us something. Listen, I get it. I get it. I get it. People say, no, 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 no. But Tom, I mean, if you get on that stuff, some people are not going to like that. It's going to be unpopular and unpleasant and people are going to get maybe a little uncomfortable. Maybe they'll get a little squeamish and scared. You don't want to scare people and it may upset them. Listen, guys, if people are not saved, they should be scared. They should be squeamish because, listen, they are one heartbeat away from hell. It is a big deal. Listen. The most loving thing that we can do is tell them and warn them about this terrible place called hell. That's what Jesus did. Listen, guys, there was no more of a, a, of a hellfire and damnation preacher ever than, there, than Jesus was. He preached it. He told them. Listen, guys, let me run through these. He said hell is a place of torment. He said hell is a place where you're trapped. You're there forever. You can't get out by doing good. You can't escape it by coming up with some good things in your works. Guys, there's terrible separation from God. Many occasions it says, depart from me, for I never knew you. The time frame is everlasting. There's no getting out on good behavior. There's no time out. There's no vacation from it. And Jesus said, avoid it at all costs. He said it would be better if you had to cut off your hand or pluck out your eye or do these uh, things than to end up in hell. He's not telling you to do those things. He's just saying, listen. If you, whatever you need to cut off and cut out of your life so that you avoid going to hell, guys, get rid of it. He's saying avoid it at all cost. And guys, he said there is one escape route. There is one way out of it. It's not the church. It's not giving to the offering. It's not being good. It's not helping the homeless people. It's not feeding the children uh, in some third world, world country, guys. It is through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes on the Father, Father but by me. The only way to get to heaven is Jesus Christ. And guys... He says that when you die, there is immediate entrance. When you die, listen, you immediately, you don't wait some uh, indeterminate amount of time. You don't go into some weird in-between phase for months and months at a time. No, guys, as soon as you die, you either wake up in heaven or you wake up in hell. That's how it is. Jesus told the thief on the cross when he trusted in him as his savior, he said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He said, today, you're going to go there. You say, why did he say today? Because that guy was dying that very day. So there's only one way out of it. You know, uh, these companies talk about same day delivery. That's what Jesus does. The day you die, the day you end up in heaven. All right, same day delivery. How about that? 
He preached about the destination of sinners. And guys, listen, I'm not saying every message we've got to we've got to hammer on it. I'm not saying every three words we got to talk about hell. That's not what I'm saying. But listen, if you ever go to some church and it's month after month after month after month and this never comes up and week after week, it never comes up. Listen, Kevin, we can't preach the gospel unless we talk about hell. We can't warn people. What are we getting saved from if we're not telling people about the terrible place called hell? Listen, guys, well, let me just say this. I'm not trying to scare you, but if when me preaching on hell scares you, maybe you need to check your salvation. Maybe you need to check your salvation. Make sure that you're saved. By the way, if you're truly saved, has your life changed? It needs to change. I'm not saying you live perfectly. I'm not saying you have a halo over your head and you never make mistakes. We know that's not the case. But if you're saved, you should change. Right. You know one of the best um, indicators of it? Is that when you sin, does it bother you? If you can sin, it never bothers you, and you just continue on your merry way. It never bothers you. It never drives you nuts. It never keeps turning around in your heart. Brother, you are probably not saved. A saved person cannot enjoy sin. We can sin, but we cannot enjoy sin. It tears us up. It tears us up. From the inside out. Preach like Jesus. How did Jesus preach? He preached on the destination of sinners. Number two, which we dealt with last week, guys, he preached on demanding surrender. So he's telling people, first of all, the warning about this terrible place called hell. But guys, he also said there's demanding surrender. Here's what I'm saying by that. Jesus said, all right, you want to follow me? He's saying, I'm not going to make it uh, easy and, you know, one size fits all for everything. Listen, anybody can follow Jesus, but he's saying, you following me? All right, you better mean business. That's what he's saying. This is serious business. If you want to follow me, you better get serious about this. But I don't know what's happened with us, but we've kind of gotten uh, into this thought pattern where we kind of created create our own um, reality here. And we want to make it up as we go. and We want to do what we feel like. Hey, guys, 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 listen. You want to live the Christian life? You want to you want to live a life that's pleasing to God? You want to do it the way God told you? Then read your Bible every day. Then pray. Then come to church faithfully. Be here. Whenever the doors are open, be here. Hey, if you can, uh, if you have dress clothes, wear them. Listen, uh, uh, respect those around you and, and stay away from sin and try to be live holy like Aiden preached about. Listen, that's... That's the way we live the Christian life. Honor your father and mother. Listen, those are things. But you know what we do? If we don't like something, we just scoot it to the side and say, nah, I'm not really going to do that. Then I don't know what you're calling it, but you shouldn't call it the Christian life because a Christian life means you're following Christ. Listen, guys, in your life, are you following him? Those are those are just a sampling of some of the things that Jesus called us to do. If we're going to live for him, he sets the rules, not us. But Kevin, I don't know what's gotten into our brains uh, uh, widespread in Christianity, but we think, you know what, dude, that reading the Bible every day? Nah, I'm not trying to do that. Mm. Hey, guys, he's the one that told us to do it. We didn't just make that up because it sounded good in, in our messages to stick it in somewhere. Listen, the Bible talks about it in Acts. They search the scriptures daily, daily, daily. Demanding surrender. When I talk about that, it means it's strenuous. It it calls for a lot from you. Hey, guys, you know this is the case. And we've all probably heard stories like this, but um, or people make comments like this. But I've had plenty of times, plenty of times where guys are like, man, maybe not in these words, but man, can't you lay off the music or can't you lay off? I mean, do you really have to bang on it all the time? 
don't look at these trashy girls and what are you clicking on and what are you what are you watching on the TV today, guys? And blah blah. Why? Come on, man. Lay off of that. Back off a little bit. Lighten up. Hey, guys, we can't lighten up. We can't let off. We can't do it how I want to do it or how you want to do it. We got to do it how he wants it to be. You say, why do we preach like that? Listen, because that's the way Jesus preached. You know what he said? And you heard some of these last week. Mark 12, 30. You should love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. George, he didn't say, he didn't say do it however you want to. If you don't want to love me that much, that's cool. Uh, if you don't, if you want to give your mind to the world and, and, and have it filled with the filth and the trash of the world, that's fine. No, he said, love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. You know what that means? Everything you got. You say, well, both Tom, I can't keep that. I can't do that perfectly. Neither can I. But that should be our try. That should be what we strive for. That should be what we go for every single day. He, guys, he said, Everything else in our life should fall short in comparison. He said the love you have for God, it should make everything else, your love for your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, and even your own life also, it should make it look like hate. That's what Jesus said. I didn't make that up. I didn't, I didn't read some crazy book that was trying to explain this, and they got it a little wrong and a little askew, and I thought I'd throw it in there. That's what Jesus said. Hey, guys, he deserves that. Can I tell you he deserves that? Listen, he deserves you loving him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And he deserves everything else in your life for it to look like hate. Hey, you should love your, your parents. You should love your family. You should love your friends. You, you should take care of yourself and all those kind of things. But does it look like hate in comparison to your love for God? He says, if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself. Say no to you. Guys, if there's things in your life that are wrong, do you ever say no to you? He says, you need to forsake control and faithfully do this. Uh, uh, deny himself. Uh, pick up your cross daily. Luke 9.23 says, daily, on a daily basis. Now, I hit this last week, but some of y'all, me included, like, dude, I'm supposed to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, strength. Everything else in my life should look like hate. And I need to, to deny myself and take up my cross, deal with the pressures that, are, that come along with being Christian, and do it daily. Well, Tom, that's hard. I agree with you. You know what we need to do, guys? We need to realize that we can't do it in our own strength. Aiden, you can't live the Christian life in your own strength. Chris, you can't live the Christian life in your own strength. Kevin and George and all of us in here, you can't live the Christian life. And I can't either. Hey, guys, when Jesus is calling for surrender, it's demanding. It's strenuous. Hey, guys, listen. You'll experience this more as you as you get older, but you're going to start to taste it now. Listen, guys. Jesus is saying, hey, if you want to be a devoted follower of me, you need to pay your tithe 10% every week. Hey, can I tell you that's strenuous sometimes? Mm -hmm. But you know what? I want to follow Jesus and I want to please him. Um, he says you need to sacrifice and you need to surrender. Can I tell you those things are not easy to do sometimes? Hey, guys, if you're going to be a devoted follower of Jesus, you need to have a clean mind. Is that easy nowadays? Mm -hmm. Of course not. Of course not. Hey, guys, that means you need to... Be careful what you watch and what you listen to. And you need to be careful the friends that you have and who you hang around and what you let go in your eyes. Hey, Ethan, that sounds to me like every thought of my mind needs to be monitored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you, does that sound easy? No, not at all. But you know what you need to do, guys? Listen, listen, this is so key because don't check out and don't. Many people, many people do this. A lot of guys do this. They say, I just can't live up to it, man. It's just too hard. The bar is set too high. God wants me to do all this stuff. And I, man, I, I can't do it. None of us can. Mm -hmm. But here's the key, guys. 
When you feel like you can't do it, you go to God and God will help you do it. God will give you the strength when you don't have any strength left. When you feel too weak, he'll give you that power. He'll help you. Hey, Kevin, you always feel like soul winning? I don't. Hardly ever do I feel like soul winning, to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you today. Hardly ever do I feel, do I jump out of bed and go, let's go read the Bible, bless God. I'm usually like, you know, like, can I go back to bed? And that's that's real life, guys. But you know what? I need to say, God, this this word is perfect. This word will help me. This word will change my life. God, help me to care about it. Help me not to just do it so I can check it off. God, help me to do it with a heart that's passionate for you. When I when we were going out to the route yesterday, I'm saying, God, help me get my heart right, get my mind right, God, so that I can go out here and be aggressive and give these people traction, invite them, and tell them about you. Because I'm not very good at it. I'm not like, hey, let me go walk up to that total stranger that I have never met before in my entire life. Let me go up to him and, hey, buddy, how are you? Can I give you this paper for my church? That's not natural for me. You know what's natural for me? I'm staying away from him. That's what's natural for me. Leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. We're cool, you know? Peace, brother. That's, that's, that's what's natural for me, guys. That, honestly, that's what's natural for me. But you know what? I can't please God and do that. Yeah. I got to deny myself. I got to say, no, it's not what makes me feel good, God. It's what pleases you. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, he's, the surrender that Jesus is calling for is demanding. It calls for a lot from you. But you know what? Other areas of life do that. You join a sports team, they're going to have you do some stuff that you don't want to do naturally. Mm-hmm. You know when that coach says, all right, everybody line up. And you know what's coming. You know, they might as well pull the machine gun out and just, no, I'm kidding. That's a little <laughs> exaggerated. But you know what's coming. You're going to run from that line to this line and back and that line to this line and back and that line and, and way over there and then back. And you're like, coach, why don't you just shoot me now? You know, like I'm never going to be able to do this. And you're like, besides, coach, I ran and I'm worn out and I feel like I'm about to die over here. And I don't even make any progress. I'm still on the same line that I started at. You know, like, dude, what are we doing here? At least I can run a distance and be like, oh, look how long, long I ran. I'm still on the same stupid line I started at. Hey, guys, you may nat- not naturally feel like doing that. That's, you ever feel like going into practice? Bro, I am ready to run today. If you ever hear a guy say that, slap him. All right? Because that's just weird. That's just weird. But you know what that coach is trying to do? He's trying to stretch you. He's trying to make you better. He's trying to develop you and have you grow. Hey, guys, some of the things God has us do, we think, God, this is hard. God, I don't see the point. He sees the point. Hey, guys, he sees the point that you trust him with that 10%. He sees the point that you love him enough to give a tract to that total stranger and invite them to church. Hey, that may that may be the ticket for them to go to heaven and not hell just because you put forth that effort. Hey, guys, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. He deserves it. He deserves it. Hey, guys, have you forsaken? Have you given him your full commitment? Have you in your life? Does everything else look like hate? Have you forsaken control? Have you give him that faithful continuance? You say, well, Tom, this stuff is hard. Yeah. But with Jesus' help, you can do it. Hey, guys, listen, listen, listen. I need to move on after this and get into new territory. But you know what? You can read your Bible faithfully every day with Jesus' help. Yes, you can. You can develop a strong prayer life with Jesus' help. Hey, you, 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 young man, can turn into a soul winner. You can lead people to Jesus to where they used to be on their way to hell. Now they're on their way to heaven because you talk to them. It's not because you know your stuff, but it's because Jesus can work and do that through you. Guys. 
What does the Bible say? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. These guys that say, it's too hard, man. I can't do this on my own. Exactly. That's right. You can't do it on your own, but you can do it with Jesus. Hey, guys, ask him for help. When you don't feel like reading your Bible this week, say, Lord, I know I need to read my Bible. Give me a heart to do it. Give me a desire to do it. Guys, when you know you need to live holy, but it's hard, those temptations are everywhere. Banging into you every day. Listen up. Jesus, for strength, asking for help. He's promised to give it to you. He said, without him, you can do nothing. But with him, you can do all things. Guys, that's the way it needs to be. Ask him for help. So listen, when you start buying into that mentality, man, this is just too hard for me. I can't do it. This is, this is rough. I'm never going to make it. I can't live up to it. Hey. None of us can in our strength. But with Jesus' help, we can. We can. We can. He can do it through you. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Rely on him. Depend on him this week. Guys, listen, you know the problem? You're going to public school this week trying to stand for God in your own strength. You're not going to make it. You're trying to go to Christian school this week and stand for God in your own strength. Oh, I can I can just uh, skim past. No, you're not going to make it. Ask for Jesus help. He'll give you the help and the strength that you need. And guys, there's a fulfilling climax. He promises that he'll bless us and that our life will not be wasted. All right. Now, let's turn the page and get into new territory. So what did Jesus preach on, right? What did he preach like? Well, he preached on the destination of sinners. Guys, he banged on hell and he banged on it hard. He preached on demanding surrender. Kevin, that tells me that when we preach, we need to preach it hard. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, 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 this is why we don't drop our standards. You understand? Mm-hmm. This is why we don't say, well, hey, Kevin, we, you know, way back in the day, they used to preach on that tithing stuff. But, you know, we don't really. No, 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 no. Let's preach like Jesus. Amen. Hey, guys, I understand. Like I'm saying, sometimes the preaching is like, man, we need to soul win more. And I'm over here getting beat up. Like, man, I know I do. We need to pray more. We need to we need to uh, work harder at this stuff. Do better. And I'm over here. Yeah, I know. I know. But Lord, I don't know if I can. He will help you do better. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So factor his power in and say, Lord, help me to do this. Hey, some of you come from rough situations. You know what? Jesus cares about that. What does he say? Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Yeah. And he'll help you guys. No matter what you're going through, his grace is sufficient. He'll help you through it if you go to him. What did Jesus preach on? Not only destination of sinners and demanding surrender. Point number three. You know what he preached on? Deep sincerity. Deep sincerity. All right. You guys are in Matthew still, right? Matthew 7. All right. Go back to Matthew 5, please. We are going to walk through a little bit of this Sermon on the Mount. The message that Jesus just ended. Um, We're going to go through it just a bit. And give you a little bit of a taste of what's going on here. You know what deep sincerity means, guys? You know what Jesus preached on and that we should preach on? Here it is. Be real. Be real. He doesn't want us to be fake. He doesn't want us to be phony. He doesn't want us to put on a great show and do a great performance. You know what he wants out of you and out of me? Be real. Be real. I don't have it all figured out and neither do you. I don't live perfectly and neither do you. But Jesus wants us to be real. He says, I want you to have deep sincerity in your life. All right. So in these verses here, I'm going to give you a sampling of these things. Matthew 5, check out verse number 21. Let me say, first of all, under deep sincerity, these things penetrate to the heart. Listen, guys, we're talking about Jesus preached hard. This will give you a little taste of that, a little sampling of that. Um, First of all, it penetrated to the heart. Okay? Jesus is not on the surface. 
He's not vague and, and out there and abstract and you're like, what is he talking about? No, he lays it out. What's up, guys? Welcome, welcome. Come on in. He lays it out and he makes it very clear. Glad you guys made it. What's up, guys? We got Paul, too. Man, I got a whole crew today. What's up, guys? Welcome. Uh, you guys need Bibles, right? Up here, three of you. See if we got those, if you would. Um, Matthew 5 is where we're at currently. But I'm glad you guys are here. We're talking about the way Jesus preached. Perfect. We got three? Okay, thank you. Matthew chapter 5 is where we're at right now. Jesus, guys, how did Jesus preach? He preached that we should have deep sincerity. He wants us to be real. Okay? He wants us to be real. He doesn't want us to be fake and putting on and perpetrating. He wants us to be real. All right, so Matthew 5 and verse number 21. Jesus says, Ye have heard it said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. This penetrates to the heart, though, guys. Verse number 22. But I say unto you, that Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Can I say that what the Pharisees and basically what Judaism had done is they had gotten off track. And they had started teaching things that weren't, um, they had they had uh, taken the law askew. You know what they said in verse 21? Just don't kill people. But if you want to hate people, if you want to be nasty to people, if you want to rip them apart with your words and in your mind and in your thoughts, that's fine. But just don't harm them physically. You know what Jesus said in verse 22? If you're angry with your brother, if you hate somebody in your heart, Jesus said that's just as bad as killing them. Whoa. Did anybody just walk in like, maybe I came to the wrong class because I thought he just said, if you hate somebody in your heart, that's just as bad as killing. That's what Jesus said. So what, it, let me hurry up. I need to keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. Verse 28. So not only about your anger, but in verse 28. Here we go. Buckle up. Verse 28. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So, guys, what Jesus is saying is if you have uh, wicked, nasty thoughts in your mind, it's just as bad as if you already committed adultery. If you lust after a woman, he's saying you've already sinned. Guys, you see how it penetrates to the heart? Can I tell you this preaching gets deep? It gets yeah. it gets uh, way down inside of you. It hits you at your core. It gets to the root of the problem. Hey, guys, the problem is not just fornication. The problem is lust. The problem is not just murder, it's hatred. That's what Jesus is getting after. And if you think those two are easy, ha ha ha, because they're not. Verse number 43, you have heard it, that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Again, that's how the Pharisees had um, gotten things askew and gotten things off track. Verse number 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. He just said, if people hate you, you should pray for those people. You should love them. Mm-hmm. Is anybody in this room like, uh, can we preach on something different? <laughs> you know, like, can we talk about something different today? Hey, guys, Jesus preaching got down to it. Mm-hmm. It was right on the mark. It hit us right in our heart. It hit the bullseye. Listen, guys, he's saying Jesus is not just dealing with the external things. He gets it down in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, what's going on in here? Hey, guys, you know what he's saying? Deal with sin here. Right. Hey, guys, we should we should ask God to forgive us and we should get things right 
when the sin just pops up in here, in our minds and in our hearts. Don't let it escalate to a point where you're physically uh, violent with somebody. He's saying, no, deal with that problem in here. Your hatred is the problem. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that. Hey, guys, don't mess your life up with some girl. He's saying, get your mind and your heart right now. Don't have those wicked, hey, guys, you know what he's saying? Having wicked, nasty thoughts and imaginations about girls. That's sin. That's wickedness. Get rid of it there. Hey, guys, deal with it here. And then he says, listen, those people that you don't like that much and those people that are opposing you, he says, pray for those people and love your enemies. Wow. Lord, that's hard. That's the kind of... The way that Jesus preached, he's saying it penetrates to the heart. Can I show you also in chapter six, guys, as we walk through this, he pointed out the phoniness of the hypocrites. So his preaching penetrated to the heart, but he also points out the phoniness of the hypocrites. You're in chapter six now, Matthew chapter six. Notice how he says this in verse number two. Verse number two, he says, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. That they may have glory of men. Verse number five. He says, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. This theme continues on. Verse number 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. They disfigure their faces that they appear unto men to fast. Hey, guys, you know what Jesus was doing? He's calling out some people saying, listen, there's some people going on and going around nowadays that they do these things. Why do they do them? Why do they pray? Why do they give alms to the poor people? And why do they fast? They do it not because they care what God thinks. They want to please people around them. He's saying that they may have praise of men. Hey, guys, when these people give their alms, they do it in a very uh, obvious and uh, ostentatious way. So they get people's attention. Oh, look what he's doing, man. Wes, that guy's really godly. He's giving money to that poor man over there. Wow, man, that guy's amazing. That's why they were doing it. Guys, when they were praying, they would make these long public prayers, not so that God would hear them, but so that other people would hear them. Jesus is calling out their hypocrisy. And then he says, when they fast, good grief, when they fast, when they don't eat for a particular amount of time for some spiritual reason, man, they disfigure their faces. They walk into class and they do it on purpose. So that everybody's like, you know, I walk into class. Well, Tom, are you okay? Well, I, I didn't want to tell anybody, but <clears throat> I'm fasting. But, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it on the down low. That's, that's how these people are acting. Jesus said, that's fake. That's phony. That's hypocritical. Hey, guys, listen. As I think Ethan was referring to, we don't live the Christian life to be impressive to other people. We don't do it for that. Jesus wants us to be real. Listen, his preaching it penetrates to the heart. Hey, guys, we need to get our heart right. We shouldn't hate people in our heart. We shouldn't lust in our minds. And we should love our enemies. And then he's saying, you know what the hypocrites do? They do all this stuff, religious stuff, but they just do it to be seen of men. You know what he says? We need to push past that to holiness. Verse number three, he says, but when thou doest thine alms. And then in verse six, but thou when thou prayest. And then in verse number 17, but thou when thou fastest. You say, why are you skipping through those? Because he's contrasting like Aiden, like we dealt with a few weeks ago. He's saying, you see that hypocrisy and that fakeness that those other people are doing? You be different. You be real. When you pray, don't do it for people to be impressed. When you give to the poor, don't do it in a public way. When you fast, don't walk in here like you're about to die so that everybody says, oh, he must be fasting. What a, what a godly man. No, he says you do it differently. You be different. Hey, guys, let's be different. Listen, 
Kevin, I know, uh, listen, we're not trying to smash other people, but we've heard of people doing it fakely. Let's be different, guys. Let's not be like right. that. Let's not preach so that everybody's impressed. Let's not pray so that says, man, that guy can really pray. Let's let's not do these things so that we get the, the write-up in the sword of the Lord or somebody on Twitter talks about us or somebody on Facebook talks about what a great guy we are. Hey, guys, let's do it for God. Let's do it so that he is pleased. And that's what Jesus said in this passage. At the end of verse number four, he says that you may, um, where am I at? He says that your father, which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. You know what he's saying? You do it so that God is pleased. Hey, guys, you don't read your Bible so that I'm impressed. Do it so that God is pleased with your life. Hey, when you give out a track, Kevin, if people see it or not. If people see it or not, guys, that's not the point. And by the way, if you're only doing it to, to be seen of men, you ain't going to do it that much. Right. right? If I'm only waiting for a pastor to come by. Oh, pastor's over there. He's just walking in. Sir, I just wanted to give you this track from my church. <laughs> pastor! Look! Thank you. you know, no picture, Pastor? No, You're not going to put that on Twitter? I mean, come on, Pastor. Bro, come on. Hey, guys. You're just doing it for that reason. You're not going to do it very much. Because you know what a lot of the Christian life is? It's doing the unseen things. It's it's picking up the trash when nobody's around. It's 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 visiting the kids when even when it's difficult, when it's hard. Guys, you know what Jesus is preaching on? He's saying, be real, be real, be real. You say, I'm not perfect. Neither am I. But let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be genuine with this thing. He said, push past it to holiness. And guys, do what you do to please the Father. Hey, God sees what you do. God sees what you do, and you should be trying to please him. And guys, when you are real and you forsake that hypocrisy, listen, we can all struggle with that. But when you forsake that stuff out of your life, you know what? You can really help people then. Chapter 7, all right? Still following me? Chapter 7, verse number 5. He's banging on them again about the judge not being not judged. That whole passage, verse 5 of chapter 7. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye. Then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Guys, if you want to help somebody else, if you want to help one of your friends or somebody in your family, if you really want to help them, you got to be real first. You got to be clean first. You know what the Bible's saying, Kevin? If I want to help you and I got this two by four sticking out of my eye and I say, hey, hey, Kevin, I think I see a little speck in your eye. Let me help you out. Guys, I'm going to give him a concussion before I get that thing out of his eye. I'm going to hurt him more than I'm helping him is what I'm saying, right? But if I get that junk out of my life, then I can say, you know, Kevin, I prayed about this. And I'm pretty sure, man, there's a little issue. Can I help you with that? Mm. Hey, guys, you're not going to help anybody by being fake. Yeah, right. That's what Jesus is saying. Hey, guys, preach like Jesus. Jesus preached on the destination of sinners. Jesus preached on demanding surrender. Jesus preached on... Deep sincerity. You're in Matthew. Go to chapter 15, please. Matthew chapter 15. This is just hammering home the point about Jesus wants us to have deep sincerity. Hey, guys, we all messed up. I get that. But we should be real. We need to confess our sins to God and then we need to live real. Don't be fake. Don't be fake. Hey, listen, don't do what you do for everybody else to be impressed around you. Do what you do to please God. Okay? Matthew 15, verse number 8. Check this out. Matthew 15, 8. Jesus is referring to Israel, sadly, here, and the, the hypocrites again. He's saying, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. What does it say? Their heart is far from me. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, they make it sound real good. 
You know, Wes, they could probably give some very eloquent speeches about God. They could praise him in a way that would impress everybody in the crowd. Maybe, maybe, perhaps they could sing in a way that everybody else would say, oh, man, that's so beautiful. That person, man, they really uh, do it in a way that's so impressive. But you know what God says? Their heart is far from me. It's lip service. It's Guys, you ever see those people in the choir that they're not really singing? No, No sound is coming out, but they're over there. That's that's what they're doing. They make it look real good, but there's nothing real coming out. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, don't be like that. He's saying, listen, these people, they, they make it sound real good. They make it sound like they love me. Ethan, they got all the words down, but in their heart, they don't love me. Hey, guys, what do we really love? What do we really love? Listen, we need to love the Lord. You know how we love the Lord? Obeying him. You know how we love the Lord? Putting him first. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, we can't be sinning like the devil every every chance we get and then walk in here. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Shut up. You said, I didn't expect to hear that. Hey, be real. That's what Jesus is calling for. He wants deep sincerity out of us. Listen, let's be real. Let's not let's not know how to how to talk a good game and and how to put on a good show and how to wear the clothes and how to how to call out all the uh, you know all the Christian brother. How's it going, brother? God bless you, sister. <laughs> Enough with the fakeness. Jesus says, be real. Be real. You know he can help those that are real. In Matthew nine twelve, he says, I, uh, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. You know what that's talking about? Guys, you have to realize your need before you can get help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, when we realize and if, when we're real with ourselves and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I am really struggling with this. God, I'm not trying to lie to people, but God, I'm really struggling with this. That's when God can help you. Yeah. Hey, guys, if I got some, you know, huge issue, Kevin, I got some wound you know, that's very obvious to everybody. My hand's about to fall off. They said, well, Tom, you need to go to the doctor. I'm good, man. I'm good. I got this under control. Stop pestering me. Stop bugging me. I'm good. I'm never going to get any better. Right? I'm never going to get any better. Hey, guys, let's be real. When we have an issue, listen, listen, listen. Here's what I'm saying. If you got a pride issue, if you got a lust issue, if you got an anger problem, if you got unforgiveness rolling around in your heart, guys, if you got envy or jealousy or whatever it is, Whatever the sin is, go to God. Tell him about it. Can I tell you something? He already knows. God's not going to be shocked up in heaven like, you do? He already knows. But you know what? He wants to help you with it. But if you keep denying it, putting up the wall and say, I'm good, I'm good. I can handle this. I'm a man. You want to be a man running into a brick wall? Listen, take the defenses down. Say, Lord, I'm struggling here. I need your help. He will help you. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. You got to admit that you're struggling, then he'll give you the help. Um, let me jump into one last point. I may not get through it, but I'll give you one last thing, guys. How did Jesus preach? He preached for us to depend on what's settled. That's number four. Depend on what's settled. What I mean by that, you know what Jesus uh, pointed us to and directed us to? The word of God. This is how he wants you to live your life, guys. This is how he wants you to live your life. You say... Well, that's what we always talk about. I know, but I'm just trying to back it up and tell you this is how Jesus preached. About this point, first of all, he said the settledness is timeless. Hey, guys, you know what Jesus said? The scriptures, the word of God cannot be broken. Listen, it's never going to fade away. It's never going to pass away. It's never going to be proven false or untrue in any way, guys. It's always going to be here. It's always going to be true. In the Old Testament, it says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. 
You know what Jesus preached? He said that this word will last forever. It's certain. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Guys, he said that not one jot or not one tittle of the law shall shall uh, pass away from the law till all be fulfilled. Hey, guys, every word of God is perfect, it's pure, and it's preserved. It'll last forever. You know what he told us, guys? He told us that it's sufficient truth. Pastor references, I think Wednesday, the rich man and Lazarus, that story where one man went to heaven, one man went to hell. The guy in hell said, can you send somebody back from the dead to my brothers? What did Abraham tell him? He said, they had Moses and the prophets. Moses and the prophets were not walking around physically that day and age, guys. You know what he was referring to? The Old Testament. Moses wrote the first five books and the prophets refers to the rest of the Old Testament. Okay, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all that, all the rest of it. Listen, he says they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. You know what he's saying? The word of God is what is sufficient. You know what the rich man is saying? No, 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 no. Abraham, you got it wrong. You want to know this soul winning thing? I got it figured out. He was in hell, but he had it figured out. Let me teach you how to do this soul winning thing. You send somebody back from the dead. Okay, Kevin, that's spectacular. Okay, that'll blow people away. That's sensational. I mean, these people will be like, whoa, I remember this guy. He, he used to live out front of our house. Then he died. Now he's back. We're going to listen to this guy. Jesus said they wouldn't even listen to that guy if they won't listen to the word of God. You know what that tells me, guys? Let's keep giving people the Bible. Hey, we can have fun. We can have a good time. But you don't need my jokes. My jokes ain't going to change you. Okay, my my eloquence isn't going to change anybody. But you know what changes people? The word of God. The word of God, you need the truth from it, and I need the truth from it. And guys, you know what you need as far as your Christian life? You don't need to go to the right conference, Kevin. You don't need to be under the ministry of the right preacher. I'm not demeaning these things. Uh, Ethan, you don't need to have the holy touch from one of these you know, uh, world-renowned preachers. You don't need that. You know what you need? You need the word of God to control your life. I need the word of God to control my life. That's what Jesus said. That's what you need, guys. We don't need something spectacular, sensational, showy, impressive, signs and wonders or something dramatic. We just need God's word. He said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You want to be a good Christian? Get in the Bible. That's what I'm saying. And guys, this is a short track. Jesus told a group in Matthew 22, 29. He said, you do therefore greatly err not knowing the scriptures. I'm going to wind it down here, guys. You do greatly err. You're off track not knowing the scriptures. Guys, you want to live your life in a way that pleases God? Live by this book. Amen. Live by what the word of God says. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Live by what the Bible says. You will never go wrong living by what the Bible says. Don't go by opinions. Don't go by what's popular. Don't go by what some crazy man said. You find out what God says and you stay there. You stay there. Hey, guys, it'll lead you closer to Jesus, and it'll help you love him. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hey, guys, depend on what's settled. Hey, you know what we need to be about? The topic that Jesus emphasized and stressed over and over again is, guys, that we must live by the word of God. Matthew 4, 4. Um, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know who said that? Jesus. In this story of Mary and Martha, he said, Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from. One thing is needful. That's what Jesus said. One thing is needful. You know what it was? She sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. Hey, guys, one thing is needful in our life. You need to soak up the truth that God gives to you and you need to live it out. 
And guys, that's the way Jesus preached. You say, so uh, why are we always banging on these issues? Why are we conf- uh, confronting the sin? And why are we always preaching the Bible? I mean, can't we talk about something else once in a while? Can't we talk about sports? Can't we talk about this? I mean, do we have to every week open your Bibles, turn to this passage, let's read it, let's find out what it's saying, let's explain it. Hey, guys, that's what we're always going to be doing. You know why? Because that's how Jesus preached. And that's the way we need to preach, and that's where we need to stand. Okay? Listen, you want to live for God? Stand your life. Build your life on this book. Listen, Jesus preached it. Jesus lived it. And he wants us to live it too. Guys, that's it right there. Let's preach like Jesus. Listen, Jesus preached on hell. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, this is serious business. Guys, the most important thing we do in our life is living for God. So it's serious business. Okay? He wants us to be real, deeply sincere in our hearts. And then he wants us to depend on what's settled. You know what will never pass away? What will never let you down? This book. Let's stand strong on it. Let's bow our head and close our eyes.